Hi everyone, welcome to the Just Interesting People podcast. My name is Rosie and my pronouns are she, her. And I'm here with my husband and co-host Jeremy, whose pronouns are he, him. Welcome. Uh, today we are doing a special episode. It's just Rosie and I again. We do that once in a while. <laughs> and today we are doing another Q&A. We did that a few weeks ago, where basically we have our guests asking us questions. So we are kind of like swapping the table around. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we got um, something around five questions like last time from multiple guests from previous episodes. So we're just going to dive into it. I'm going to play the question and then... We'll answer. Rosie doesn't know the questions, by the way. I've listened to them. She does, <laughs> She didn't. So, yeah, it's going to be a surprise for her. So this is not scripted because she doesn't know the questions. <laughs> All right, let's get started with the first one. Hello, this is Mama Joy. I was just trying to get in where I fit in. I'm just so thankful and grateful for you all. I love you, Miss Rosie. I love you, Mr. Jeremy. And Nana's Restart loves you as well. Thank you for being a part of us. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to even get to know this just interesting people. I love it. And um, I just want to have a question. How did y'all start to come up with the name Just Interesting People? And because I love the picture on y'all website and it's just a beautiful picture for a beautiful person, people. So I'm just so thankful. And I want to know how long did y'all been doing y'all just interesting people podcast i love you i'm so thankful for you and we will be praying and i hope pray that the world is this interesting people just interesting people at that so i love you thank god for you and um anytime that i you need me please reach out to me this is mama joy from overtown the Nana's restart and family. Love you. Thank you, Mama Joy, for the question and your kind words as well. <laughs> so, the name Justin, we we explained last time in the previous Q and A. I'll link it here somewhere. Uh, how we created the podcast, and but the name um, it was like at the same conversation when we had the idea. We came up with a name at the same time. Yeah. And I remember I was trying to get like a fancy name, like something clever. <laughs> um, and I, I can actually vividly remember it. I can see like where we were sitting and everything when we had this conversation. But um, I was like, okay, so it's a podcast where we're just going to talk to like normal people that are interesting. And we were like, okay. I think like I, I don't remember the options that we had. I remember one of them was something like just regular people or just normal people, yeah. and then we thought that's probably not as enticing as just interesting people. Yeah. It's kind of, but the whole point was not to talk to like superstars and rock stars and super famous people. So it's kind of like just regular people, just normal people. We're just kind of like brainstorming what the podcast is going to be about. Yeah, we were like just people with their stories, interesting stories, interesting people. And then just kind of went, well, what about just interesting... You said it, you said it, I remember. Just, what about just interesting people? And I was like, yeah. well, like, what about interesting people? And you were like, no, I like the just. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was kind of very simple. Like, we were trying to think about a concept and to then come up with a name. But basically, I think 
just chatting about who we were going to talk to, just were like, well, that could just be a name. Like, we don't need to have a fancy, I don't know, know, fancy name that, like a very brandy name or whatever. Like, we're just going to be talking to interesting people. It's just, and, you know, I know the just, he was like, why are we talking to them? It's just because they're interesting. Yeah. So, like, I thought the just made a point about the, yeah, it's just because they're interesting people. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, every, like everyone is interesting, so it's not like just superstars. Just like it's just normal people who are also interesting. Yeah. So yeah, it was kind of just very basic, actually, how we came up with it. We didn't look very far, you know. We just brainstorming <laughs> about what the podcast would be like, what it was going to be about, and that kind of became the name yeah. <laughs> of it. So yeah. Well, I also think it's good because sometimes with podcasts, you don't really know what they're going to be talking about or who yeah. they're going to be talking too because it's like space moons and you're like well okay but then you're actually talking to like guinea pig owners i don't know but like <laughs> space moons guinea pig my brain's feeling creative today i don't know but like we wanted it to be very like okay we know like you can look at it and think oh okay they're going to be talking to just interesting it people is it, is. it is what it is yeah we don't want like some fancy name when you're like i don't know what that is so that was also like apple all right like apple yeah makes no sense right why are they sell- like called <laughs> apple and they're not selling apples <laughs> all right so yeah that's it thank you mama joy i will also uh link her website and profile and everything so you can check her out and maybe donate uh because she's doing amazing work in miami to help her community so shout out to her yeah all right next question are you ready for this one i don't know that's a funny one (laughs) are you ready yeah hello jeremy and rosie my question for you would be, how would you describe the color yellow to someone that is blind? How would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> that, little, that little snigger at the end, like, <laughs> like, I know that's a bad question. Oh my God, how do you describe yellow? You'd be like, it's bright. Do they know what green is? Because you could just say it's like green, but, but not, <laughs> but like less saturated. I don't know. I've I've tried to think about this answer for a while and I just can't come up with anything good, to be honest. I think just bright and... I, I don't know how you describe it. Because the way I describe... I would describe everything is just by comparing it to... A banana. Objects or whatever. But it's like, if the person is blind, then I'm stuck there. So I, I would... If I have to use, like, adjective... I'm I'm uh, I'm looking at something yellow on the wall right now. <laughs> I would use yeah like bright and kind of joyful and warm. Bright, warm, zesty, joyful, zesty. Mm, zesty. Okay. <laughs> um yeah, I think I would use adjectives like that. This is a hard question, Rodrigo. <laughs> Okay, let us know in the comments section if you're watching on YouTube what you would say to describe yellow. If you're a blind person, what would help? If you know anyone blind, like just any, or if you've just got ideas, how on earth would you describe yellow? Let us know. Or any colors for that matter. I mean, but yeah, I think I would go with like those kind of adjectives. Like vivid, bright, warm, stuff like that. That's the vibe that I get from yellow personally. Uh, thank yeah. you thank you Rodrigo <laughs> for that amazing question not thank you <laughs> <laughs> alright next one from Katie hi guys it's Katie Ox I have a question for you 
I was thinking, what do I want to know most about you two? And the first thing that actually popped into my head was just the admiration that I have for you guys and your ability to like follow your heart and take risks and just do what you love. And I think about like how much, how many people probably want to do that, but there's like this voice that kind of stands in the way. So I was wondering like what those conversations in your head and with each other look like when you're thinking about taking a big leap of faith or doing something to follow your heart that might seem unconventional or scary at the time. So like, how, how do you support yourselves in, in following your heart and doing what you love? And how do you, how do you support each other? I'm curious specifically, like what those conversations sound like. Thanks. Oh my goodness. Such a good question, Katie. Thank you so much for submitting that. Um, it's hard to say because I feel like I've just recently self-diagnosed myself with ADHD, which I think plays a part in my brain, how it works, because I will like have an idea and then just do it. Like I can't even stop myself. Like I literally can't stop myself, can I? I'm like, I want to learn this and I just go and learn it. So I don't really have the struggle of doing anything new. Do you think you're like, you look like you're unsure? Um, but then how do we support each other? I think just knowing that like we want each other's we've got each other's best interests at heart. So like we often talk about different ideas and if we think it's a good idea or a bad idea or how can we support each other and how can we help each other? Um, and yeah, and just talk through like, why do you want to do this or what's the goal of doing this? And, you know, will it actually make you happy? And I don't really know how to answer that. What do you think? Um, I think that could be a full length episode, to be honest. Um, there's a lot to unpack, I think, on the topic. Because I, I know that for many, many years, a few decades, uh, actually, like, I was not taking decisions about what to do in my life based on maybe my own self best interest. Mm. Uh, I think I was just doing them to fit in and do what I was supposed to be doing. Mm. And I think the the trigger was like realizing how short and special life can be to really switch my mindset of like fuck all that fuck all the bullshit that society is expecting me to do and other people if i want to pursue xyz even if it sounds weird for some people if it's something that I deeply want, and I'm I'm not talking about like something like stupid, like you know, buying some whatever, like actually like a big decision that's gonna have a huge impact that feels like a risk, but also it can be measured risks, right? Like I'm not gonna rely on other people's opinion to decide if I go for it or not. I might ask some people what they think because if if I think that I need some feedback or whatever about the idea, you know, I might ask a few people where I think their opinion would be valuable, not just a bunch of people that have nothing to do with it. And, but yeah, it's more like, like personally, I, I kind of made a switch like five years ago about my goal in life. Like before my goal in life was like to have money, to have a Ferrari, to have a big house, all those crap. And now I don't care about that. My goal is to be happy. And all the decision I'm taking is just to 
serve this purpose. And if some of them are unconventional, don't make sense if you look on it on a paper, right? Like you have this job, you live in this amazing city, you're making good money, why are you gonna leave everything to do all that? Like it doesn't have to make sense to you. Yeah. <laughs> like I stop caring about what other people are gonna think about me, even like family or close friends. Like it's I'm I'm okay with just you don't like it, you know, just, I mean, you don't have to like it, just accept it for the way it is, you know, if I'm happy with it. Um, so I think like on a personal level is, uh, I think not putting too much importance on other people's judgment. And again, especially of people like have nothing to do with it. Let's say you want to start a business. Mm. And you have this idea and you want to pursue it, you think it's good, you know, so you might do some market research and you, you can see there is potential, right? It's not a stupid business idea. There is something there. But then you're going to ask people that have been doing the same job for the past 40 years or whatever, that never took any risks or whatever. You're going to ask them, what do you think about this business idea and should I go for it or not? Like, they're not the right people to ask. Like those people are just going to say, maybe they might destroy your dream saying like, no, why would you take this quiz? It's bad. Like they're not the right people to ask, mm. ask entrepreneurs, ask people that have been through it and they're going to share their experience and they're going to share their insights based on something that is relatable and their opinion, they might be strangers. Their opinion will be much more valuable than the one of your parents or your best mate because they've never been through it ultimately like that. So, you know, I think we attach too much importance to some specific people's opinions even if their opinion actually don't matter at all for the topic that we are talking about because they're just not the right person objectively to give you advice about it and i think that's if you can manage to detach yourself from that i think that opens up so much more opportunity and and this is something yeah that um that helped me that to to like be able to quit my job do things that i want to do and stuff like that and then I think the, the second thing that Rosie mentioned is about having a support system in place. And personally, like our support system is ourselves, uh, each other. Yeah. It could be a friend, it could be other people. Like it, for us, it's us. <laughs> and and that's vital because depending on what you do, obviously, like some people are going to think what you're doing is stupid, weird, whatever. And having one person or a bunch of people like close friends supporting you in what you're doing i think it's important because ultimately you know we don't like to feel rejected or whatever like even if you don't care about what other people think you still want to have people around you supporting you in what you do mm -hmm. so i think having a support system in place is vital if you want to especially if you're taking some risks and it's going to be stressful and stuff like that i think it's very important and and for us that's just like rosie said like just chatting a lot like having conversations about ideas stuff that we want to do and trying to think like is that gonna serve anything is that gonna serve our purpose of being happy trying to think short term mid term long term um and just also like questioning each other's ideas like we are very different we are wired very differently so you know when we look at something we i see something and really see something else so i think having a different perspective on the same idea on the same topic or whatever mm. brings value because she thinks about stuff that i don't think about and vice versa and that can help sometimes to identify maybe some you know weak point in this idea or in this stuff that 
maybe you realize not such a good idea or it's actually a better idea than what you think about or whatever. So I think having a diverse diverse views helps into executing and making stuff like that. Yeah, the, the reason I was doing a, a weird face when you <laughs> when you said that is yeah, like you maybe your ADHD helps you to go for things that you becomes obsessed about stuff like that but if i speak for example about like youtube which is the mm. main thing that you wanted to do like for years you haven't done it because it was weird because of what other people were thinking and stuff like that and your adhd didn't yeah so yeah that's why i was making his face like well, depends on what i think like from what you were, from what jeremy was saying like your lack of caring what people think of you has rubbed off on me a bit. Like, when I was in my, like, teenage years, 20s, I would not wear the same dress twice. I'd just have to buy new clothes, new shoes, have my hair straightened, wear loads of makeup, do this whole thing. And, like, I cared way too much about what I looked like and what other people thought of me and what I was doing and not enough about what made me happy and actually made me happy. Um, So I think you've helped with that. And I remember, so I started YouTube... Well, I started YouTube a while ago and then I stopped and then I posted some videos and then a friend in France like laughed at me in front of a group of people like all my friends and made fun of me and I was just like oh my god I want the earth to swallow me up never again doing YouTube it's so embarrassing oh my god how bad and then I think it was just from spending time in Miami with loads of creative entrepreneurs people who like followed their dreams open-minded supportive (laughs) yeah that like after being around these people who are doing all these different things I was like wow okay I can do it and it isn't stupid like it is a real like if I enjoy it and I want to do it I can do it even if this person thinks it's embarrassing and stupid it doesn't mean that it actually is so I think you're like like Jeremy make decisions and I'm like yeah but what what will your mum and dad think he's like I don't give a shit and I'm like oh no but you should they're your parents you should care and he's like I don't give a shit and I'm like okay and it's taken me years to kind of accept that because I'm like not that we used to argue about it but I used to think it was weird that you didn't care what people thought of you like my, he didn't care what my friends thought of him he's like if they don't like me they don't like me and I'm like but they should like you. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. But then the other thing I was going to say when you were talking about our relationship, and I think this is kind of more for relationship rather than friendship, I guess, is to compromise on things. Because like you said, if Jeremy's got a good idea and I'm like, mm, I'd, I'm not sure. And like you said, we'll talk about it and like the pros and cons and what we think and why we want to do it and all the rest of it. But also compromise is important. So if there's something really important to me that Jeremy's like, I don't give a shit. If it's important to me, we can go ahead and do it or like vice versa, or, you know, just kind of, okay, we want to go traveling. Well, Jeremy wants to go to Asia, but I don't want to go to India. Okay, so we'll not go to India, we'll go to a different Asian country. Like, whatever it is, but you can compromise as well, which I think is really important. It's not just like it's my way or the highway. Like, no, we can come to a decision together, and I think that's really important. No, yeah, that's a good point, yeah. And I think it can work also in, like, friendship, relationship, like, depending on the topic, right? You know, just don't be stuck on your ID on your on your thing like be flexible yeah. um because again if i don't think you should care so much about everyone's opinions but some key people might have valuable insights for you and be okay to take some of them into account and to to be flexible about whatever you want to achieve because you know some people will have valuable information because maybe they went through something similar and stuff like that so yeah um no it's just it's i mean it's not that i don't care at all i cared for a while and it's just realizing that it's not because your parents tell you xyz that they're all right you know like my parents 
like people give you advice most of the time it's coming from the right place right it's because they love you but it's not because they love you that the advice they're going to give you is good like also a lot of times people put their projections onto you so like if they're worried about something like for example travel they'd be like don't go to that place it's dangerous yeah. and that's their fears that they're projecting onto you rather than your experience and your truth so that's also like people project their fears onto other people which you've kind of got to like recognize and be like okay that's that's you and that's your thoughts that doesn't mean that's me and my thoughts or my experience yeah and um yeah and again i mean for example like you know my parents are not entrepreneurs stuff like that like i don't i don't think they would be the best people to give me advice about how potentially should i start a business or not you know like it's because they just don't have experience about it so i listen but the weight I'm gonna put in terms of how much this thing is is like important in my decision making is gonna be very little because I know it's not the most insightful and and relevant opinion compared to someone else that maybe has been a business a business person for twenty years. And however, if you ever want to make pate, you will write down the whole damn recipe because they're very good at that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it just depends on yeah what you're asking about. Good point. <laughs> So, no, yeah. Um, yeah, I hope that answered the question. I think we went a bit long there, but uh, <laughs> I hope that was helpful, Katie. And if it's not, let us know and we'll try to <laughs> to go deeper in the comments and stuff like that. <laughs> All right, next we got a question from Sifra. The story of how you two met is super interesting. Uh, can you please share with us a little bit more about how you met? And was it love at first sight? Or did it take some time for you both to realize, like, wow, this is it. I am going to spend the rest of my life with this person. All right, that's going to be a fun one. <laughs> I don't know if we shared that on the podcast before, actually. I don't remember that. I don't think we ever, uh, yeah, shared this story. I'll let you go for it. Okay, so um, we met in Australia, in Sydney, Jeremy was there for six months on an internship for his university. I was kind of doing some traveling, so I'd been to Fiji for 10 weeks. I then went to New Zealand and whatever, and then went to Australia for three months, I think it was, 10 weeks, something like that, to do a fashion internship because I was studying textiles at university. So long story short, we ended up living together in an apartment where there was two bedrooms. There was a girl's room and a boy's room, and there was about four girls and three boys so seven of us in this like two-bed apartment and it was all people from all around the world there was like another French girl there was some Brazilian guys there was Dutch girl there was like lots of different people and it would change every kind of you know month or two you get new people in and out so it was very international and it was it was really fun wasn't it because we all kind of became friends we'd all like cook together and go out together and talk about our days and it's kind of we lived together and it was interesting because like we it wasn't love at first sight. It was not love at first sight. But only... It was a... Uh, I have no idea what you're saying at first sight. <laughs> so he introduced himself. He was like, Hello, I am Jeruby. And I was like, Okay, hi. <laughs> I was like, what? What's your name? Jeruby. I was like, No, what? One more time? <laughs> Jeruby. And I was like, Okay, good. I'm Rosie. Hi, nice to meet you. And I asked this girl, Kim. I was like, What's his name? She was like, Jeremy. And I was like, Oh, he did not say that. <laughs> he sounded way too French. So I didn't understand him. Um... But also, like I said, everybody was international. I think I was the only native English speaker. Like, people's English level varied. Some people were fluent, some people less so. And we'd, like, go out, like I said, we'd go out for meals together and drinks together, like, all of us together. And I remember there was the moment where, like, you and the boys were sat talking about rugby or football. And I was just like, 
I'm literally they're they're not speaking English, but they were because they were speaking Brazilian or Spanish and French and like, but they were all speaking English together. I had no idea. This is a long story. Sorry. Anyway, um, I thought Jeremy was seeing one of the girls in the apartment. She was in love with him. Jeremy was not in love with her. They'd kissed twice apparently. So I was a bit like, that's Kim's guy. Not going to go there. And then. Jeremy was like, no, we're not that, we kissed twice, it's not that deep. And I was like, okay, fine, I actually quite like you. And then we just got on, didn't we? Like, we were just, like, best friends, like, always playing together, always fighting together, like, hanging out together, food shopping together. And we just naturally gravitated towards each other. So we went on a little holiday in Australia as well, which was super cute. And then we had to do the long distance thing for a while, and, like, we were both studying. and, And then eventually, how long after, like, a year after, we moved in together in Paris, and then the rest is history but it was not like love at first sight it was not like this is my person straight from the get-go because obviously I didn't understand what he was saying (laughs) so but it's a fun story I mean it worked yeah no yeah it wasn't love at first sight we don't have the the cheesy stuff like that Uh, it's a good story though (laughs) but um no yeah it was just that we got along living together and I went we spent a lot of time together because we were living together and other people obviously Mm. But that means that we were hanging out together, going out together, visiting national parks together and stuff like that. So Getting drunk together. Yeah. She was getting me drunk. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was just like creating like a quick bond uh, in a short amount of time. You know, I think if you date people, usually in a month, you see each other like once a week, maybe yeah. when we're seeing each other every single day for a while so i think that kind of accelerated the process i also remember like some conversations about this is not going to work you're going back to the uk i'm staying here and then i'm going back to france like how is that going to work and took like a little bit of conversation about like should we give it a go or or see you like whatever i don't remember those conversations oh, I, do. <laughs> I don't at all did we yeah and what and we th- I remember when we like when we first started kissing and things. I was like, "This is a few, like a fun holiday romance." And then obviously feelings kick in. You're like, "No, I actually like this guy." Oh my god, what's going to happen? And yeah, because I was going to. I remember going to England and I was thinking he's going to cheat on me in Australia. They go out every night. I've seen what happens on these nights out. He's going to find another girl. That's it. Some of the girls going to move in, and then you know I've lost him forever. But I was just like, you just got to like, like I had to go back to England. I had other plans going on. You had to stay. We skyped most days and like I'd come back from a night out at four in the morning call Jeremy at four in the afternoon because of the time difference and we'd like yeah you just kind of made it work like we just wanted to see each other and talk to each other yeah no yeah but I do remember having this conversation Mm. about like are we going to try or not basically and we decided to try and yeah and then here we are 12 and a half years later because I was in 2010 so been together for a while (laughs) So yeah, this is our little story. Yeah. <laughs> right, and then last one, we have a question from Yadi. Hi, Jeremy and Rosie. In the spirit of reflection, I wanted to come in and ask you guys, how did the Posket idea come to light? How long did it take you guys to, to put it into practice, to offer it together, your thoughts? And then once you launched it, what was that challenging moment that you both encountered be it together individually that you thought would have been easier to handle than it actually was and how did you get past it so that it kept on motivating you to continue on your path of this wonderful just interesting people experiences thank you Yari, for this question so we actually covered like the name and and 
how we came up with the idea of talking to interesting people. I'm going to dive into more like the second part of the question, I think is very interesting about the, the challenges once we started and stuff like that. And so I'm more in charge of the podcast. Rosie <laughs> just shows up and we're going to record. She sits down and then yeah. she does that. She smiles. <laughs> um, so like personally and honestly, like the most challenging thing for me is like right now, I feel like the first year was very easy because I had an unlimited amount of supply <laughs> of interesting people that I knew that I could reach out and reaching out to people that I knew, you know, most of them, most people said yes. So it was kind of easy to just, hey, do you want to record? Yeah, get it done. Here we go. Um, but then eventually, you know, my circle of friends <laughs> kind of, okay, kind of talk to everyone now. Um, I need to reach out to strangers and it's not like there's no one else like there is a limited amount of people that could be interested in the, in for the podcast right but it's much harder to get strangers on the show um you have two kind of people i feel you have people reaching out to you because they want to sell something yeah. like so pro- yeah they got a book they got a company to promote and they want to come to just promote the things which i'm not against too but i also don't want it to be just hey this is what i'm trying to sell you and it's the same pitch that they're gonna be doing every single podcast yeah so i'm more interested in reaching out to people like we browse online oh this person did that that sounds interesting we take Mm. a screenshot on our phone and then once in a while i just blast 10 people at the same time but it's hard. Like you, you need to get in front of their eyes, like get the right email, not ending up in a spam, being in a DM and then seeing your questions and then they have to answer. And then if they are interested or not, then they need to schedule. And somehow a lot of people are interested. A lot of people say yes. And then when it's time to schedule, just never do it. Um, I don't know why, but it's just like that. So basically, like before, when I was asking 10 people, I was getting nine episodes out of it. When now, when I ask 10 people, I might get one episode yeah. or two. So it's much harder to just keep going and keep having guests, honestly. Like that's personally my main challenge that I, I it is tiring sometimes. Sometimes, like to be honest, I'm like, okay, like who, who I do I reach to? Like I, I know I need to reach out to a good amount of people in order to have a couple of more episodes. And yeah, it can be tiring sometimes to be honest and and yeah, it's it can be hard to keep going. That's the main main thing for me. I think the thing is as well, like Jeremy said, it's hard to find people. So if you're like you know, like we said, we don't want to talk to big celebrities and big famous people, we kinda of want to talk to everyday regular people about their interesting lives. But it's hard to find interesting regular people like who aren't already famous if that makes sense when you do scroll on instagram it's like oh this paralympic person won gold medal and they've got no leg or like oh this person has battled cancer and whatever like of course they're interesting incredible people but a lot of the time they have big social followings or like you can't always get in touch with their um them directly or maybe they've already told their story on lots of other podcasts and youtube videos and they're kind of you know don't really want to do that anymore or everybody already knows their story so it's not like something new and interesting so what we like to do is talk to kind of you know people in miami we spoke to people in peru when we were there just kind of like actual regular everyday people not even influencers 
which is hard because then when you look online, you see influencers because their work is being shown to you. So it's kind of an interesting one that it's hard to find regular people that are also open enough to talk to you about it because they're not particularly wanting to be online and wanting to show their stories and wanting to be famous. Whereas a few famous people have already done that. So it's an interesting like balance between trying to find the regular people and how do you find them? Well, through Instagram, but then you're being served people with like half a million, three million followers that have already, you're probably never going to get in contact with. So it's just, it's a tricky like dynamic in, in terms of who we chose. Like if it was like, we're going to interview YouTubers, you'd have so many, like there's like 50 billion YouTube channels. You'd be fine because people want to promote their YouTube channel all the time. You'd have, you know, a constant supply of people, but because we don't want that, we want like super regular people that like, do regular work but they have an interesting story because of whatever happened or didn't happen in their life so I think that's a challenging thing and also because we've not particularly traveled much in the past two years we've kind of been staying with family a lot for personal issues we spent seven weeks in Peru where we interviewed two people I think but otherwise we've been staying with family so again it's like we're not really out there meeting people we're not really finding those regular people that we want to talk to so I think yeah finding yeah finding people I think is the hardest part yeah no yeah i was kind of relying on this idea like we travel we stay in a hostel or airbnb and you know we meet people then we can record an episode here and there but that just didn't happen because of life circumstances so yeah this is the main challenge really for me uh i don't i don't find the technicality of the podcast complicated um I should be doing more marketing, but honestly, I can't be asked, so I don't... You're busy enough. It's not growing as much as it could, but I just have... I don't do it for that, so I don't really care about it. So that's fine. I'm okay with it. And yeah, and I, I generally enjoy like all the conversation that we do and stuff like that. I wish maybe like I could have... like If I, if I had to get help with someone, I'd be like, yeah, just reach out to people and outsource this bit because uh, sometimes you can feel you know no one like rejection or to be ignored and when you send 20 messages and only three get back to you and and then they kind of forget about it and stuff like that it's like very hard sometimes to get motivated mm. uh, it's frustrating and yeah so that's that's the main challenge for me at the moment um I want to be ahead every time. I want to be like five episodes ahead. So I'm not in a rush. But the reality is that I always get caught up and I need to panic for next week and stuff like that. So Well, and the other thing is that because it's us two and we talk to somebody else every time, if they're ill or if they're busy or if they're whatever, whatever, people do, not all the time, but sometimes oh, people yeah. cancel for good reasons, which is, you know, obviously fine and understandable. But it also means that for us, we're a bit like, oh, that was meant to be next week's episode. Okay, we've got to rush and find somebody else instead. So that can sometimes be annoying because you're like panicking to get somebody else in for the next week because somebody's cancelled who you thought was going to do it. But So, yeah, it's, um, yeah, that's the main challenge read that I have on a podcast. And, but apart from now, see, I love it. And I do want to carry on and stuff because uh, yeah. it's fun. I think like without the podcast, I would have never spoken to so many people with like different stories you know i would have never had the chance to to have those conversations and and i'm very grateful for all the guests that says yes the mm. hundred plus i've lost track now sorry um that said yes and now we talk to because um i don't think i would have had the chance to speak to a good bunch of them and we made good connection with stuff like that so yeah 
Yeah, uh, that's the main thing. So if you're watching and you have a good story and you would like to share it, please reach out to me. That would help me out. <laughs> that would save me a few a few hours of uh, reaching out to people. And I'm sure a lot of people would find value in it. So yeah, I think that's it. To counteract that, the best part is actually talking to people because like Jeremy said, we've had so many amazing conversations with people that we wouldn't have done otherwise in terms of like people that we don't know but also in terms of like our family and friends like when we talk to them during the podcast we ask questions that you wouldn't generally ask otherwise so it's a really nice way to like get deep with your friends and actually know like their history or their family dynamics or this thing that happened or didn't happen like I said so like yeah just want to end it on a positive note rather than us like complaining like we do love it we love talking to those different people and it has been a fantastic almost two years almost three years what we on now almost three blimey almost three years it's been fantastic and we love it but yeah thank you for watching anything else to add uh no if you like the show please subscribe to the channel or to the podcast on whatever app you're using but please subscribe to the channel it's really helpful actually for us and like it give it a thumbs up yeah (laughs) and oh yeah we'll be back next wednesday with a brand new episode with a guest as most of the time so yeah thank you for watching and we'll see you soon Bye bye